Welcome to the Rewrite Your Story with Tasha Joe podcast, where we fearlessly dive into the vast realm of thoughts, ideas, and conversations that know no bounds. Buckle up and prepare for a wild ride as we venture into uncharted territories and explore the unexplored. On this journey, we leave no stone unturned and no topic untouched. From the profound to the absurd, from the mundane to the extraordinary, we delve into the depths of human curiosity and embrace the sheer unpredictability of life. This is the podcast where anything and everything takes center stage. Each episode is a thrilling adventure into the unknown as we bring you fascinating discussions, captivating stories, and mind-bending perspectives. As we embark on a quest for knowledge, enlightenment, and endless entertainment. Expect the unexpected, for here, there are no boundaries and no limitations. Open your mind, expand your horizons, and get ready to be captivated by the infinite possibilities that await. So whether you're a seeker of knowledge, a lover of stories, or simply someone who craves the thrill of the unknown, this podcast is tailor-made just for you. Tune in, fasten your seatbelt, and prepare for a roller coaster ride through the vast expanse of human curiosity. Get ready to be amazed, enlightened, and entertained because on this podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back on today's episode. I brought in a very special guest. His name is Vito DeMarco. You want to say hi, Vito? (laughs) Hey, world. How's everybody doing? (laughs) I'm Vito DeMarco, and uh, I am Tasha's boyfriend on the show, first time. So, Which leads us to our topic tonight that he has no idea. I said, you know what, let's just get on and wing it. And today's topic is going to be on relationships. So to start out, let's just start asking each other questions. What would you say is the number one thing you look for in a relationship? That's a good one. First thing I look for in a relationship is not only a good partner, but a best friend. Mm. Somebody that I can spend all my time with as a friend and then also have that compassion, intimate partner side aspect as well. Definitely. It's very important. I feel that I need to have a partner that has a lot of different levels of good aspects of a a virtuous woman trustworthy good communicator independent and knows what she wants do i check off all those boxes (laughs) you choked on that i know (laughs) you check off every box and then the ones i didn't even know about the bonus boxes oh yes score (laughs) so tasha what do you look for in a partner? Because this is a two-way street. Ditto. <laughs> nice. Well, you got to share that with the fans. Me and you know what the ditto means. But. Yeah, that's a secret inside joke where he always has the perfect answer for everything. And I never know how to respond. So, yeah, it just became ditto right back at you. <laughs> Which, in short, is very cute, very sweet. But, you know... <laughs> You want to hear all the good stuff, too. As I just said, what I look for in a partner is good communication. (laughs) To be able to elaborate and express yourself and express your true feelings. You know, as much as I'm good at expressing my feelings, 
it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And we all, you know, show love in different ways too. Which I do receive in different ways of all <laughs> spectrums of physical, mental, spiritual. I mean, you check off every box and then some. Oh. <laughs> well, to answer your question, what I look for in a relationship, and sorry guys, my voice is a little scratchy. I'm just now getting over a cold, so bear with me. But the most important things I look for is, again, like you said, a best friend. I think it's very important to not only when you love somebody, but you need to like them first and foremost, you know, and having somebody that it's just easy there. It's, I don't even want to say there's no effort because there's always effort, but it feels effortless, you know, because it just flows. And I feel like that's how it is with us. It's easy. We're together all the time when we are together and we don't argue anytime challenges or conflict you know starts to arise we just talk through it and we always remember it's us versus the problem and yeah like from the start hashtag team tosh (laughs) he's Um, been saying that since day one (laughs) it's been very important to always remember those key notes and to stay you know stay true to yourself and know what you want you know you have to follow your heart and if you date a thousand people and never find one that's better than never trying and Mm. never putting yourself out there you Mm -hmm. have to try and look making mistakes is a part of any relationship Mm -hmm. i'm not perfect and i've made my mistakes but we learn from them and we come together to compromise and grow from them yeah nobody's perfect and a relationship isn't a competition Mm-mm. I see so many, well, we kind of compete a little bit. <laughs> in the best way possible, though, in a fun way, not like competing against each other. We compete to push ourselves to do better. And we love each other so much to where it almost seems like that's a competition. Who, <laughs> who, who got the best gift or who, who did what at dinner? Uh, or- I already, I say all the time, like, you win because you express your love a lot better. You have a lot more of the feminine aspect where me, he's over here like chasing me around and I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. And not by choice, it's just, you know, we all operate differently. Yeah, you're so busy with your work and you're always moving. So it's hard. Sometimes I have to slow you down to get some affection and that's, you know, again. But we talk through it, yeah. That's just part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I have this opportunity to come on your show and share this type of thing for people who may not understand. And while we're on this note, when it comes to relationships, you should look into yourself first. Look in the mirror. Yes. See who you are first before you do look for that partner. I highly recommend. And if you look up on Tasha's website in the Mystic Movement, there is an astrologist, an amazing astrologist. Mm-hmm. Her name is... Shout out to Alice, which she will be coming on in an upcoming episode. Alice Smith is fantastic. I had my birth chart and transit reading with her, and it was literally like a confirmation in a someone else reading the blueprint of my soul from Mm. 3,000 miles away. I was in Hawaii 
when I had my transcript readings in And that was the first time you ever did a reading or anything of that sort, huh? First time. Yeah, he was mind blown. (laughs) Through a Zoom call. It was incredible. And within the first 15 minutes, it was already worth my money. And it was funny because when I did my, when I did the Zoom call, I didn't turn on my camera until about 45 minutes in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was sitting having perfect posture and a beautiful smile the entire time. Didn't realize you weren't even on. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh. But back to that note, you need to look within yourself and know who you are and what you see in other people and how other people, the qualities that you see in yourself are probably going to be what you want to see in others. Well, that's the one thing I always advise to people when they come to me about relationships or seeking a partner is make a list of every thing you want in a partner. And now you need to be able to go through and check off all those boxes yourself before asking that of somebody else. Now, I know what everyone's thinking out there. Like, <laughs> I had this checklist and Tasha just happened to fit the bill perfectly. To be honest, Tasha found me and she wasn't even looking for a relationship when we started. It was just... I came almost just being a friend, just wanted somebody Mm -hmm. to spend time with. I don't know. This is my first time on the podcast, so I'll share with you guys. I am away from home a lot. I am a merchant mariner for the United States Naval Military Sea Lift Command, and I volunteer as a rescue swimmer. So that makes it even more challenging for me to be home. And when I met Tasha, it was just nice to have a place to cook a good dinner, to spend time with an amazing soul, somebody who vibrated so immaculately, who illuminates the room Mm. without even saying a word. That's Tasha Joe that I know. Oh, thanks, babe. And, you know, while we're talking about looking for partners, we have to remember that God created us spirit first then the body so remember everybody is so wrapped up in the filters instagram did she just get that bbl done did she just get that boob job done and the physical aspects of a person yes you want your partner you want to be attracted to your partner but just remember the mind stimulating the mind oh that is so sexy to me that is by far the sexiest thing is somebody's mind. And for all the guys listening, remember, <laughs> stimulating the mind comes first. Yes. It don't matter how you look, all different body types. It doesn't matter. You know, you could suffer from an injury and wear an eye patch, but women or even men out there, stimulate the mind. Know how to engage in intellectual conversations and broaden and deepen your horizons that is what attracted me to you and like Vito said when we first met you know I was just like nope not looking for anything and I started hanging out with him and I I literally what did I say I'll be your special Special homie homie. (laughs) started at special homie and now I'm at boyfriend future husband <laughs> yeah future because, father of children okay maybe. slow down <laughs> slow down anyways yeah but then the more we hung out he was home that week and we hung out like four days in a row and each time that we hung out I was just like wow this guy is 
incredible. And it just, it was a feeling that I hadn't experienced before in the sense of just how easy it was with us. And like, we were just vibrating on the same frequency for sure. And for those who haven't listened to other episodes, you share in your intro episode that, or the first episode, excuse me, that you have been married before. You've been married, engaged. Yeah. You were in an yep. eight year marriage. Well, and yeah, we were together for and then married for eight years total. Yeah. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but eight year marriage, you know, it's, you know what you want. That's a really good point because I'm 37 and I met you when I was 36 and I was single at that time and people would be like, oh, well, you're getting older and, you know, like settle down. And I'm like, I refuse to settle. And I like to encourage people out there, like, don't ever settle. Know that it's possible to find exactly what you're looking for. And Every relationship serves its its purpose for even if it's just for a season. Right. Every relationship and every person that comes into your life is part of the plan. But just keep going until you find it because I did. <laughs> yeah. And definitely set your intention. Pray on it. Mm-hmm. Manifest it. You know, when I was single years ago, my grandmother, my grandmother, Shirley, May God rest on her soul. But she used to always tell me to pray for a virtuous woman. Hmm. Pray for a good-hearted woman. No matter the looks, not a beautiful woman, not a intelligent woman, not a financially rich sugar mama out there. <laughs> no, like where the heart is. Like a virtuous, good-hearted woman. Somebody who will be with you through the good times and the bad times. Mm-hmm. And I want to touch base on... You told me in the beginning of our relationship that you manifested me, that you weren't going to settle for less Mm -hmm. and that you waited for someone to come along. And that is not dissing any of my past relationships. In fact, I am still really good friends with a couple of my exes, my ex-husband and my ex-boyfriend. We still hang out. We see each other all the time. Those relationships served their purpose at that time. And it's not because anything was wrong with them or, you know, we we all just want different things. And yeah. The most attractive thing that I've seen that I personally love is that you hold such a good relationship with your exes, Mm -hmm. which is so commonly for people to be like, they burn all these bridges. Yeah. And let's go back to what I said just a little bit ago about we're spirit first them body second Mm -hmm. once we move on to the next life onto that next chapter onto that next dimension we're eternal and everlasting so burning bridges not being able to communicate with your exes that should tell you a lot about what you do absolutely and how you operate in this realm how you treat people and especially those around you I communicate with almost all my exes and Mm -hmm. I'm still in good standing, good terms, just like you. And I have no problem. We can go hang out with them right now. Yeah. And we have, you know, or, oh, with my exes. Yeah. Not yours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You haven't been on my side, my neck of the woods yet. (laughs) But then also too, I do have one ex who is a narcissist and I even tried to remain friends afterwards and we haven't had any contact and narcissists 
that's a whole nother story and we're going to be having a whole episode on that. But like, yeah. And I love that you brought out that point, the narcissist identifying people who have, and it's possible out there, everyone that some men or women have chemical imbalances or they have issues that they don't know how to deal with. They have traumas that they don't know how to overcome. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are easy to forget, but they won't forgive. And it goes vice versa. You have to learn to move past things and learn how to express yourself. That's why it's so important to work on yourself first. Be sure that you're in a good place. You're established that not even just established financially, but established like spiritually, mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, like be Be the best version of yourself. So you can, yeah, be that for others for sure. Be your best self. And I kind of got a little sidetracked, but being able to identify a narcissist or a habitual liar or somebody who has no trust or loyalty towards you mm-hmm. be sure you identify that immediately and remember do your homework do your research we have the whole world at our fingertips and all our smartphones and tablets do your research look it up see what the signs are do not fall into this false reality of oh but i can change him You know, somebody may not even know that they're coming off as a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So identify it. Try to work with them. But if they're not willing to want help, if they're not willing to seek help from someone else, a therapist, or even just try to work with you, Mm -hmm. you know, not everybody has money to go spend hundreds of dollars or thousands on a therapist, but take the time, do some self-help, do some present PowerPoints. You know, like I said, they have all these self-help audibles. Mm -hmm. They have podcasts, podcasts, you know, you can go on anything out there on Google and just look up self-help and there's all almost a lot of it's free or a small subscription for $15 a month audible. There's thousands, thousands of books and material on self-help, self-improvement, how to work on yourself which that's an amazing thing that tasha introduced in my life is audible and the self-help section is oh yeah we'll download the same book at the same time and listen to it and then go over it together you know like and see our own perspectives and what we interpret and what we learn from it i see things that she's completely like oh i didn't even realize that and vice versa like you blow my like you take my breath away it's incredible Mm, you do too to me in like different ways I always say where your strengths are those are my weaknesses and vice versa that's why we balance each other out and finding people not just a relationship but I mean your tribe the people you're around the most and whatnot like you should be around people who are willing to be able to talk out everything nothing should ever get to a point of anger or yelling or any of that you know just hearing each other out and coming to a conclusion and like grandma used to always say if you ain't got nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all and if you get really heated (laughs) and triggered take a walk 
but even yeah that's a saying but at the same time I'm like okay I get it if it's if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it but sometimes what you have to say may not be the nicest thing but it may be the truthful thing that needs to be said but it's also how you're saying it always speak your truth you're absolutely right on that let me clarify a little bit (laughs) so maybe there might be something that might come off condescending almost Mm. derogatory or disrespectful yeah if you ain't got nothing nice to say yeah don't say it but how you're saying it too yeah so stick with your point you know if the only way you can say it is to use profanity and raise your tone don't say it check yourself (laughs) yeah most definitely and you know i just want to go ahead and point out that time Mm. time is a huge part of a relationship not not just how much time you spend with your partner but how fast your feelings evolve You know, that's one thing that we talked about in the beginning of our relationship because we didn't, we not only grew rapidly, but we don't have this programmed idea of that we need to be together together for seven, eight months before we can tell each other we love each other. Or get married and then have kids and you know, like just how everybody says you're supposed to do it. (laughs) Anybody who's on that programmed mentality that's something that needs to be addressed immediately in the beginning of a relationship. This is your life. You get to live it how you want to live it. Okay. So I need to wait two years to get married. By who? Yeah. Who, who set that standard? Like, who made that? Like, that's a definite thing. Like, what? I can't say I love you when I feel that way about you. When you're in my dreams, you're in my thoughts every second, you're the beginning and the end of every prayer I have, you know, no, like I, I we make our own rules. <laughs> don't need to be held by a program standard of Western society. No, mm. if you truly follow your heart and if it ends up hurting you, remember what do you always say? Tosh rejection is, is redirection, redirection. Yeah. So, Follow your heart and you might go down an avenue or a road with somebody, your partner, or just seeing where it goes. And Mm -hmm. it may not be for you. If you haven't experienced it, I recommend you should try. Shoot your shot. Always step out of your comfort zone. Be vulnerable. Yeah. Try to stick your heart, your straw in the hat. See where it goes because... I shot in the dark with you. Mm-hmm. I remember I first met you about three days later. I had to make a phone call because I had a friend that I was still intimate with that we weren't, we were friends with benefits, mm-hmm. if I could say it politely. And no names need be said or mentioned, but I had to call her and say, hey, even though she's all the way across the country on the East Coast, hey, I can't do this anymore. I met somebody that I feel a certain way. And again, I'm going to shoot my shot. And this is three days in of hanging out together. Didn't even know. Yeah. You already told me you weren't ex- you weren't looking for anything. I was still in the special home. And he still made this phone call to her without even knowing where I stood or. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. But it was the, I followed my heart and I want. And again, honesty. 
communication loyalty. Even though I didn't know where Tasha stood, I knew that I was coming with a clean slate. Uh. And I didn't want to burn any, I didn't want to hurt anybody or just never talk to that girl on the East Coast again. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be transparent with her and then show my transparency to Tasha saying, hey, yes, I did this. I don't care if it comes back and bites me in the ass in the future. Doesn't matter. And that was so attractive to me. I was like, wow, you made this phone call because you were literally leaving a week later and she was supposed to fly there and see you. And you made that phone call where, I mean, we were three days in hanging out, just friends at that point. You could have kept her, you know, and I would have never known or whatever, but that's just who you are. And that I found that very attractive. At the time, I was planning to go from here back to Hawaii and she had wanted to make arrangements to meet me in Hawaii. Oh, that's and, when, right. and when I made that call, it was devastating to her because she thought she was going to go have a staycation with me and, you know, and reconnect and have fun and enjoy each other's company, of course. But I had to let her know. Yeah. I had to let her know where I stood and... I want to show you the man I am even before we even were anything. Mm -hmm. I want you to know just from my actions. Actions speak louder than words. And again, that can relate back to the way we show our love and Mm -hmm. our emotions. You know, I do a whole lot to show and express my love. I don't always have to say it. Yeah. I don't always have to come up to kiss you to let you know I love you. No, you show me in so many ways. And you do too. You show me all the time. You've facilitated so many things for us to do and just so much for me to explore, spiritually evolve, and just to get grounded, come back to society again. Yeah. I'm out to sea for months at a time. I'm away from home for even longer. And it feels good to come back and have someone to come back to and with a long distance relationship what we have there's time change there's time zones there's i mean writing emails there's the shitty ship phone (laughs) i hate that damn phone with it's like a delay so you have to like wait 10 seconds but we we finally started to get it down but i still hate it (laughs) she hates it but hey you know, I called you every day from that. I know mm-hmm. your phone number by heart. <laughs> I mean, I punched, uh, I punch in them numbers on that little phone. <laughs> Muscle memory. Mm. But that brings up another topic is distance. Don't be afraid to try to have a distance relationship with somebody. I feel like if it's meant to be, it'll be like you find a way to make it work. It works for us, you know, because I am very independent and I'm used to being that. So, yeah, we've made it work. Like, And might I add, trustworthy. Yeah, I can too. trust you. Yeah. You're loyal. I know that guys throw themselves at you, but you stiff oh arm God, them. You stiff arm them like a uh. professional and you keep them at bay. Mm. And, you know, in my industry... In my career, I see a lot of lack of that. There is no loyalty amongst sailors. There is no 
just what's the word I'm looking for? There's no honor. There's no yeah. integrity. Mm-hmm. They're literally like, I'm single. I'm doing me. Well, that's cool if you're single doing you. Just the way they talk about women. And- but you got a wedding band on. Yeah. And you're over here in Thailand or Australia. And, you know, widen your horizons. Don't be afraid to venture out to find the one you love and know what you want before you settle down. And get it out of your system first before you settle down. That's a key note, too. <laughs> Do not just... Well, some people, you know, I know several relationships that met junior high high school and they're still married and kids to this day you know that it is rare but it does happen for sure which is true but you also want to you know having the experience of having different cultures and women or men this applies to both genders cultures religious beliefs profession if you're dating an olympic athlete as opposed to dating a manager at a Radio Shack, if those still existed, <laughs> you're going to have to realize that the relationship's going to be completely different. Yeah. And that's not saying like you need to go out and date like all those different types of people. I mean, like no. to experience those types of people still in a relationship by meeting them, by traveling or you know what I mean? You're the first entrepreneur I've dated. Oh, I can well. honestly say that. And again... And I've told you this a number of times. I still have to adapt. You're very fast moving. You're very involved in your work. Yeah. You're very active. Your schedule's (laughs) jam-packed. And that's why I say you facilitate so much for me because you do make that time for me. And your actions speak so much louder than words. But not to get too distracted, distance should not be something that keeps you away from having the one the one that you want as a partner. I feel like that's where a lot of couples struggle too because they'll be doing so good and then they'll be talking about a situation where they have to move. They create this whole scenario in their head of something that hasn't happened and may never happen. Right. And then it sends them down a whole different path. I'm like, why are you even talking about that if it's never even happened? So many people live in the past or the future, but... Yeah, the present is definitely a place that people need to be a lot more of. (laughs) And don't overthink it, you know, just like with what her example was, you know, your thoughts become your reality. Mm -hmm. You manifest it. So if you have all these fears in your mind, you need to take a moment. You need to pray upon it. You, You need to say a prayer upon it, as I may. And you need to erase in your mental mind that dry erase board apply it to that dry erase board and just wipe it away dr joe vitale yeah one of his really good books we read the abundance paradigm (laughs) shout out to the abundance paradigm yeah such a good book amazing and back to distance you can also be too close to your partner remember space is key it goes both ways whether it's long distance or you live with your partner you work with your partner you have all the same friends as your partner just vocalizing and communicating that was one thing that I had said to you before you got here I mean Vito and I talk about everything and anything like 
No I, filter. Yeah, no filter. I had told him, I said, honestly, I'm kind of having anxiety. You know, here we hadn't seen each other in two months, but then he came here. He's here for like a month and a half. And I was like, honestly, I'm kind of having a little bit of anxiety that you're going to smother the fuck out of me. Remember? Very true. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad way, like, because I'm like, I love the way you love me. But here... He has time paid off. I'm used to living by myself, used to going at my own pace, zipping around and whatnot. And so it was starting to just make me think. And I'm like, but then I had to bring myself back and be like, I have nothing to worry about. Like, I can talk to you about anything. I can tell you. And that gave you a heads up. So when you got here, it it has been easy. Hey, I'm going to go do this. Or you know what I mean? And emotions can also mm. cloud your judgment. And from my point of view, I got a softy over here. He's so soft. <laughs> Two hundred and fifteen pounds of mush, but <laughs> and I'm the opposite. <laughs> emotions can cloud your thoughts. It can change your judgment. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, I only have a month and a half. The clock is ticking every day. Yeah. I I want to spend as much time with my partner. I want to show as much affection as I can, and yes. We vocalized it. We talked about it. And I practice what I preach. My yeah. girl has her own identity. Tasha has her own life. I have to adapt to her, respect her boundaries, and respect her space, you mm-hmm. know? And you have, and you do. And, you know, I go do my thing sometimes to give her the time and availability to make surprises for me to <laughs> facilitate and have space to just be yourself to bring in your new ideas for what we can do together for your business we're totally a team but we both have our own identities still and that's so important in any relationship I have always said you know growing up I had girlfriends as soon as they get a boyfriend poof they're gone I wouldn't see him and I have always promised myself I will never do that and same goes too I have just as many guy friends as I do girlfriends. And so when we started dating, as with my past relationships as well, I say, hey, if me having guy friends is going to be a problem, this is not going to work. Especially when you're friends with your ex-husband and ex-fiance. And still hanging out with them. And and (laughs) ex-boyfriends. You know, like, you might want to mention that. But (laughs) you did. Yeah. Communication is key. Yeah. And we have that amongst in our relationship amongst mm-hmm. each other and and I've also brought Vito into my world where you know I've introduced him to them and we all hang out and it's just he sees that it, trust is just huge it's like why even be with somebody if you don't trust them at all and even being hurt in the past like you cannot carry that into your future relationships you've got to heal that and then move on and date Wow, incredible. Just like with the narcissist, that was something that happened in the past. You know what to look for for the future, mm-hmm. but don't expect or anticipate every guy you meet is yeah. going to be a narcissist. You know, you want to read the room and you want to see, hey, like, you know, give this guy benefit of the doubt or woman, you know. Yeah. Whoever, your partner, give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Be sure that you see him or her for who they are. And don't just listen to the words they're speaking. And I am so grateful that I did go through the relationships that I did because it really taught 
taught me not just to hear what people tell me. I used to trust everything anybody would say. And that was the difference. I had to go through that and learn that in order to feel the difference between authentic and fake, you know, feel the truth behind someone's words. And that was huge. Like I, I can now say, like you say, I'm a human lie detector. I can tell when people aren't being honest with me, I can feel it. You know, you feel the vibrations, Mm -hmm. you feel their energy. Mm -hmm. And I think Jay Shetty mentioned this in one of his audibles. Love Jay Shetty. Shout out to Jay Shetty. Fantastic. But he mentions it in his audible, think like a monk that, you Such know, a good book. Think like a monk that 80% of our communication with one another is body language. It's not even verbal. For sure. It's body language. Mm-hmm. So read how people act. Get to know your person and see them in different situations. See how they react. How to, they handle conflict. Yes. How they handle conflict. How they handle other people, you know, babies. An emergency situation, you know. All of the above, yeah. High stress, a regular situation, how to be a mediator. Your partner isn't going to be perfect, but we all have room to grow and improve. And if there's anything that you learn from listening to Tasha's podcast, rewrite your story and become your best self. Yeah. We can always become better. And the more people that hear this message and become better the better our world is going to be now and for the future, a legacy for, for time to come for us as a a human species to really evolve. Well said that beautiful. Ditto. (laughs) I was expecting. ditto. ditto. (laughs) Oh my God. I came cough because I'm sick. Um, Yeah. That was beautiful. How you worded that. Well, thank you. That's one reason why you brought me here. And I'm just glad I get to elaborate and share. Relationships are not only a topic that we can talk about. We oh, can. Yeah. I will be back on this show again. I will be back doing this. Well, that's why we're finally recording because we have some incredible conversations. And I'm like, we need to just start putting on the headphones and busting out the mics and just talking because our conversations, I'm like, this stuff needs to be aired. You need to be heard is mm-hmm. what Tasha tells me and vice versa. I tell her Everybody. the same thing. Spread your message. Reach. Your mess is your message. I will probably say that like in several episodes. So many people are so scared to speak up, but my goal is this podcast. I want this podcast to be you know, it is going to be random every week or biweekly is going to be completely different. If you haven't already seen the last couple episodes from men seeking healing to paranormal activities too, it's just gonna I want to be the podcast that we talk about the things that people don't want to talk about that people are uncomfortable talking about. Ex- or, oh, go ahead. Oh, exactly. And I can't agree more. And a lot has to do with the way our society is in America is being programmed by media and men, especially coming from myself, being told what is manly, what is Mm. how to act and how to operate as a man. Especially being on your ship and the way they all talk to each other and yelling. It's just, ugh. Of course. And not even just, you know, as far as my career or what Mm -hmm. I do is my job aspect, but as how... 
men in media. If you watched Cobra Kai, it's almost comical how the guy, the Cobra Kai sensei is all about being manly. He's throwing beef jerky and manwich saying it's not man enough, constantly drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. If you live the way that he lives, you would die by the time you're like 30 <laughs> from bad health. <laughs> being manly is not something that you need to focus on being a man. You yeah. need to be staying true to your emotions, to your feelings, and be true to yourself. You know, it's all about being like honest to your partner and being faithful and loyal. But it starts with you. Starts with the man or woman in the mirror. I think it all just comes down to people are afraid to be shunned or made fun of or, you know, like that's what it all comes down to. Shame. (laughs) There are a lot of bullies out there, but you have to cut through the mustard. Mm -hmm. You have to push through. You have to, you know... Sometimes you have to put up the blinders, put in your headphones and not listen to what them people are. Because, again, the people who attack you, who try to belittle you to lower you to get a rise or gain from putting you down by judging you and labeling you, stereotyping you, categorizing you. Mm -hmm. They on the inside, they are in a worse place than you are. Yeah, that's why it's for you to harness Focus on yourself. And look at them and have compassion towards them instead of fighting back or reacting. Yeah, just feeling sorry and sad for them in a sense, you know? like You got to learn to forgive. I believe yeah. on a National, oh, sorry, National Geographic documentary I was watching, they were teaching, they were going through the emotions of the chimpanzees. And the hardest emotion for the chimpanzees to express is forgiveness. Now, I'm not relating this to a bunch of monkeys out there. Please don't get it wrong. Do not misinterpret that. But that analogy or that just example makes perfect sense that I find I've done so much work growing up and maturing to be the man I am today. And it's a whole lot harder to forgive somebody who just disrespected you in a public place than to fight them. It's harder to pat him on the back and say, hey, look, pal, let me buy you a beer. You know what? We're going to let that go. How are you doing? Instead of just busting a bottle over his head and catching a couple charges. Well, because where does that get you, right? With forgiveness, it's like forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for yourself. Like we all have so much space. And when you are still holding on to that and feeling that towards them, that's just taking up space in you. What is it doing to them? Nothing, you know? And so when you clear that space, you create space for new things to enter into your life. And yeah, I'm glad you brought up forgiveness because forgiveness and gratitude to me are like the most, the top two most important things is expressing and being grateful and removing any of that. And uh, getting back to the point of relationships that, it's trial and error. You have to be able to forgive your partner too. We all make mistakes. Now, there's certain boundaries to that. Don't get me wrong. Don't take that like, oh, well, I can forgive him for anything. There's some things that you, he, he or she may not be your person when they really make that big of a mistake. You know, I don't need to go in depth. I think there's a difference boundaries and then forgiveness. Like, you, right? Well, you want to have a, a certain amount of boundaries towards your forgiveness. Like 
you know, if your partner cheated on you, that may be something. Then having a boundary is moving on, you know, but forgiving them, whether it's to their face or not, you still need to forgive them to clear up that space. You don't have to go directly to them and forgive them. Forgive them and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for helping me with that. Yeah. That's a lot better put. Sorry if I confused anybody. No, yeah. I, no, yeah. I think you said something along the lines of, oh, I forget what you said, but that's when it boundaries came into my head. I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> Sorry. I was more paying attention to having forgiveness as a keynote in a relationship. Yes, absolutely. Forgiveness is important, but don't let it go too far. Be sure, again... You forgive and maybe move on or it might be something small. Remember, compromise and relationships get really, really and really intricate when you have children involved. That is a whole nother world that we can make a whole nother podcast about. Oh, that yeah. One. And if anybody has a hard time with forgiveness, I highly recommend watching the movie The Shack. I don't know if you remember that one when we watched it. I think I fell asleep during that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we need to rewatch that one then because I think the whole point of that movie is about forgiveness and it breaks it down. I don't even want to like spoil it or anything, but oh, we're totally rewatching that then because I feel like I had that movie memorized and it's so good. But yeah, it comes down to forgiveness. I remember the shack. It, yeah, it has almost a people who are representation of, yeah god, god the universe Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes it's all oh, that is such a beautiful movie sorry i do remember that it just took a minute for me wow yeah what yes a, the I would dad love, or, i would love to re rewatch that anyways even though i remember it I it's still, so good but i think you did fall asleep for like the last 20 minutes of it or something but maybe, maybe the middle <laughs> oh yeah so one part of it but um the dad loses his little girl who's like five years old who ends up getting murdered. And, you know, God, the universe, whatever you call it, um, is telling him to forgive him. And he's like, I will never be able to forgive someone as cruel as that. And I don't want to give it away, but like it goes through his journey of how he came to forgive him, somebody who murdered his child. And, oh, it's just... It's a really good movie, so I'm not going to say anything more because I'll totally spoil it. Spiritual movies. They have so many lessons that they that they try to teach us. Oh, shout, my God. Yes. I shout love out it. to The Shack. That is an incredible and movie. And children's movies, like Disney movies. More adults need to watch Disney movies because they have such a beautiful message in them. and Especially spiritual messages. Yeah. And, I mean, back then, I never really, like got it but watching since i started my spiritual journey now going back and watching movies i always find something spiritual in it always (laughs) always it's more than just uh funny characters in the animation you know you can relate it to so much and take get so much of a deeper meaning from these movies and just things that can help you know just totally help you see the world and be able to vibrate higher as we proceed through this world. Totally. I was going to say on that too, like books, audibles, movies. I know a lot of people are always asking me for recommendations and I will definitely have to like get them on paper and then read them out loud like an actual list. But I know some of my top favorites 
besides the abundance paradigm on Audible, what was the other one? Oh, and then you read, um, or you're reading Think Like a Monk, right? Jay Shetty, such a good book. Yes, yes. Any of Gabby Bernstein's books, uh, Mel Robbins. I think I'll have to save this for another episode because I have like a huge list. And then Heal, the documentary, that is really good. You haven't finished that one yet, right? Yeah, I'm still working on Heal. Yeah, he's got a whole list. But that's the thing too about relationships, you know? One of the things I admire so much is we talk about all these things and then it's like the next day you'll call me and you'll be telling me about a situation and reference like the audible. You'll be like, oh, I ended up getting in the situation where I did Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And that to me is just I thrive off growth and finding a partner who also thrives off growth and where we can just Grow together. Yeah, grow together and encourage each other and push each other. But it's in a way of like where we both want that. So like you had talked about earlier, the potential. I've been there. I have totally been in that position in a relationship where wanting them to be somebody they were not, you know, and that is you can't like if you're having problems and communicating with your partner and nothing is changing then it's time for you to figure something else out. Somebody either hears you and they respect you or they don't. And you have to want to learn your partner. Yeah. You have to want to go deeper into their mind, not just into their heart. Ask questions. Go deeper. Figure your person out. As a, I had a flight back from Hawaii and uh, it was amazing. I was sitting right next to this, this woman and you know, as soon as I landed, we were talking and we, I think we were waiting to get to the gate, but we're still uh, taxiing over and we had a brief, really short conversation, but she, she mentioned a few things about her distant relationship. She lived in Tacoma and I believe she was a nurse or some sort and her husband is in the military. I think he's a Marine. And she was telling me that they do couples journals, mm. which is something that was on Amazon. Shout out to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but they do couples journals and it's questions and then they both write about it and then they kind of yeah they share them and they both go through and check each other's work you really get to figure out someone else's mind when you see their words go on paper Mm -hmm. and you see how they express their thoughts their feelings their just their interpretation of a question or how they answer it you know you can learn a lot about somebody and I believe you could probably find that at Barnes and Noble or anywhere, but spice it up. Don't always just turn on Netflix and take 40 minutes to find the newest movie and just yeah. sit in front of the TV with your partner. Be sure you have recreational things to do. That's another key mm-hmm. thing I want to talk about with you, Tosh, is we always do stuff. We're mm-hmm. hiking, we're creating vision boards, we're journaling recording a podcast episode only time we're in front of the tv is that we have to dust off the tv from the closet hook (laughs) it up i haven't had tvs for years i don't really care to have them but i do have one tucked away for when i have you know the kids over and whatnot but yeah we busted it out (laughs) or when you're sick in bed trying to recover yeah and you know we really vibrate on that intellectual level and We have more fun, to be honest, like if we're sitting here talking about each other's human design charts or, you know, our birth charts or 
just learning about each other's past or all of it. And seeing, you know, where we're at in the retrograde or this <laughs> eclipse or this phase of the of the year. And I may not be speaking correctly on that. And she's giggling <laughs> over here. But, you know, I do the best I can and I'm still learning. This is when but you I, want to learn and you love it. Like when we first started dating, he had came over in the evening and I pulled out my tarot cards. And those of you who know me know that that is a huge part of my life. Like we were talking earlier too. There's a difference be- between being spiritual and living this life. I live it. I breathe it 24-7. And he said, well, I just want to make sure, you know, like you don't take work home with you. And I looked at him and I'm like, um, okay, we need to have a talk because I don't think you know what you're getting into. Like, yes, you see my world, but like now you get it 100%. Yeah. And, you know, just... So everybody understands, you know, I, me personally, I like to separate my work from home because I work in a different industry. And again, in the beginning of a relationship, I'm, I was still am and was very new to the way being an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. owning and running a holistic healing clinic with multiple different practitioners that do all sorts of spiritual sessions healings moon circles the list goes on please visit the instagram at mystic movement (laughs) at mystic mvmt short for movement thanks babe (laughs) perfect yes please all the infos linked down below (laughs) yes follow subscribe look into it if you're in the washington area and and you happen to go to seattle take the leap over on the water and Come over to Bremerton on 4th Street and check out. It's a pretty magical place. (laughs) Check out her business. And that way you get to meet the people that you listen to and, and, you know, experience. And remember, you know, if you're drawn to that, follow your heart. You have spirit guides. You have angels. You have maybe past life experiences that control and guide you. Do not fear these instincts. You should always trust your first instinct Mm -hmm. because that's something within your heart. Your heart is so much stronger. It's your most vulnerable organ, but it's the most strongest organ you have in the body. Yeah. And if you don't have any people like that in your life and you're feeling called towards this is the start of your journey, then definitely reach out to us even if you're far away like we will become distant buddies you know like we have a whole tribe of people and like you too you didn't really have any men in your life that now you're meeting them everywhere like through mystic right it's like a whole new world for you you're like going from ship dudes who are ship dudes compared to the guys at mystic you know, and as people who are more spiritually enlightened, and I'm not saying I don't work with spiritually enlightened men, I feel like there's a there's a difference between, well, a small one. You can be very religious. You can be yeah. very devout and very committed to your faith. But this spiritual road that we're talking about, being more spiritual, is intertwined with your faith yeah. and your religion. And the creator, whoever you believe in, that goes for all religions. It is not just like you have to be a certain religion or eliminate all your religions and be atheist. No, being spiritual 
is being more connected to the universe, is being more letting it's your just walls about down. belief like in general like it comes down to believing like there was a sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but there was a quote I forget who it was by but it's like when you're worrying you're planning when you're appreciating you're planning when you don't have any faith or any belief think about all the sick people I mean there's statistics on it like people who were told they had cancer who didn't have cancer and then who ended up dying because they literally believe that to be true. Right. And going back to what you mentioned on the movie Heal, a lot of it is manifested through stress. And if you watch the movie Heal, it's incredible stress in all forms, physical, mental, everything work, in the physical, spiritual. Yep. I mean, everything affects the body. They mentioned one thing. One guy mentioned it. Tonic thoughts create tonic chemicals in the brain Mm -hmm. toxic thoughts create toxic chemicals in the brain it's just being more spiritually in tune is something that can help you be your best self yeah you'd be surprised how freaking powerful your mind is i mean i challenge you i literally challenge you if you are somebody who is pessimistic or you don't believe in the law of attraction. You think all this is woo-woo. That's fine. But it, I mean, it's your life. It's your choice. I encourage you to just try, just play around. And I will give one example of my mailman. You know, I'm not going to say any names, but shout out to you if you listen to this. I don't know. A lot of you probably remember. I think it was about six months ago. I did a post telling people about it saying, hey, My mailman just told me he has cancer. It was very bad. He had like a 30% chance of living. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm prepared to take this on, but I want to prove I can even help somebody cure cancer just by, you know, them doing the work. And I did. I did a post and I told everybody about it. And I went over to his house and gave him homework, bought him the book, How to Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, which is an incredible book that talks all about everything in the physical as a manifestation of energy, all the physical ailments, where they stem from. But I ran into him, what was it, like three days ago, I think? Yeah. Three days ago, I'm driving down the hill, and there he is. This was like six months ago. And the last time I had seen him, months ago, he lost all of his hair from chemo. He had multiple surgeries. And I saw him the other day and his hair was grown back. He was back to being the mailman. And I was like, Tim? And I rolled down the window and stopped and talked to him. And I'm like, oh my God, you look incredible. And he did. He was like, thank you so much, Tosh. You just Um, said his name, by the way. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I didn't say last name, but shout out to you, Tim. Um, Yeah, he was like, you know, who would have thought all I needed was a different outlook and just positive vibes. He goes, it's crazy because once I started putting out all these positive vibes, they all started coming back to me like from everywhere. And I got so excited. Like, yes, he believed he could heal himself. And it's not, again, it's not just just from your thoughts. It takes action and putting better things in your body. And there's multiple things, but Yeah, he is good to go and great. And he was ready to give up. He was literally ready to give up. He was done. And also being being vulnerable and letting the universe in, becoming more spiritually in tune. 
I remember these conversations you were having with Tim because you mm-hmm. talked to me a lot and you sh- screenshot a lot of the messages. Mm-hmm. And I hope he found a girlfriend oh by now <laughs> because he was in a very dark, lonely place. He was on the road of giving up. And if there's anything I've learned by going through surface rescue swimmer school is that you should never give up. Mm-mm. You always push through. It's not over ever. You should never give up. Always continue to push get through. excited about the obstacles because the obstacles are the opportunities. If you start looking at them differently, instead of being afraid of them and fearful of them, look at them and get excited as, ooh, I'm so excited to overcome this and see what's on the other side. Especially with your partner, bringing this back to relationships. Yeah. Listening, listening to your partner is so incredibly important. I don't know if I could even be with you, Tosh, if you didn't listen to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's important to be heard. Well, and we both have trauma around that growing up, not feeling seen and heard. Yeah, not feeling like we had a voice. Mm-hmm. And look at you now. You have your own podcast. Talk <laughs> about not having a voice. Oh. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Tosh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> shout out to you. Shout out to both of us. <laughs> but um, listening, be sure that it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Speak your truth, but also be receptive. You know, I was always told as a kid that you listen as twice as much than you speak. And you'd be surprised when you just turn down the dial, slow it down a bit, and really take in however your partner feels. And for all the men out there, and my own, what I've seen, because I do a lot of traveling, women are very spiritually in tuned. That's why I say, be vulnerable. Let yourself, you know, at least give this a try. Try to do some research and see how you feel because it's not as bad as you think. This isn't the, ooh, hippy-dippy, whatever. No, you should take some time to... Put your ego aside. (laughs) Put your pride aside and try to experience and explore into something. And it's a very good way to get closer to your partner because Mm -hmm. a lot of women, and you used to host all women's moon circles, which is a way for women to express and heal and to learn from each other's traumas. But now there's men, there's men's circles and men who integrate it into the women's circles as well. And it's just something that, I mean, we're all here for each other. We are all trying to no judgment. Everybody. Remember we are spirit first body second. We're all souls just trying to help other souls grow. And that's why it's so important to really learn to give being more spiritual a chance. Yeah, we're all on our own divine journey. Yeah. And it, some people start a little later than others. And I mean, shit, I didn't start my spiritual journey until I was 33 Yeah, 33, I think. And there's 20-year-olds, you know, and I'm like, God, I would have loved to, but that wasn't part of my plan, you know, and that's okay. So, And divine timing, you mm-hmm. know, it's all about your timing. If you listen to this and it's not ringing your bell. That's hey, okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you might go back five years, 10 years, even 20 years from now and be like, damn, 
I remember listening to that back when I was. Oh, that a, stuff happens to me still to this day. A teenager yeah. or in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And you might reflect back upon it when your kids are listening to this or your wife might be listening to this and you might say, oh, I gave that a shot. You know, don't ever be afraid to go back into something. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't it doesn't resonate I with you I say dabble. Try all things and see what lights you up and go there. That's the biggest thing is finding where your passion is. Do the things that light you up. You know, do the things that excite you and do the things that you're afraid of too. All of it. Just keep doing. <laughs> but uh, being also too. <laughs> of course. Follow your heart. Yeah. Explore your passions and dig deep into your fears. Yes. Why do yeah. those things fear? Why are you afraid? Why are they fears? Get to the root cause of it. And again, if you go to the doctor or a nurse when you cut your finger, they can put a Band-Aid on it. Mm-hmm. But what do you put on an emotional trauma that you suffered when you're five years old? Just for example, something that you suffered when you're a kid emotionally. What do you do for an emotional Band-Aid? That's why you listen to this podcast. That's why you seek out Tasha Joe. Rewrite your story. You get on Instagram. You look up Mystic Movement. You find people like this who can help you with these traumas so that you're not in your mid-30s and have a complete mental breakdown because you had a trauma when you were nine years old. Yeah. And the woman that you want to be with for the rest of your life triggered you. And look, you went through a divorce, alimony, child support. Why? When you could have easily did a couple group sessions, got spiritually in tuned and realized that, hey, I got some work to do and then learn to move past those things and how to handle yourself when you're triggered and how to do breath work, which mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't know anything about breath work. Oh, yeah. He had his first session tonight. And wow. <laughs> let me tell Loved you, it. let me be the first to say this, that when they shout out to Jay Shetty again, but in his audible think like a monk, the first thing he tells you is to be a monk. The first thing they teach you is how to breathe mm-hmm. something that's so overlooked. It's almost automatic for us. We don't even think about breathing, but breathing allows you to help control your mind. Yeah. When you're able to control your mind, you're able to control your thoughts. Your thoughts control what you say. What you say defines your character. Your character defines how you operate and how people perceive you in Mm -hmm. this world. You can be way more attractive if you know how to operate. It's not about what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. You know, and that's a whole nother topic. I was going to say, I feel like me and Vito will have like five, six hour conversations. And I haven't even like looked at the timer to see how long we've been going for. What's that say right there? Oh, hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's getting up there. I mean, that's why we were like, okay, we're going to bust out the mics and what should we talk about? Okay, let's talk about relationships. And we could literally veer off and go in so many different directions so that's probably good is there any last things because you will definitely be back on for upcoming episodes but any last words you want to tell people well i just hope everybody received this message and i hope 
anything that me and Tosh talked about this evening resonates within or helps in any way. Yeah. Helps you either find help, how to go about a certain situation, help you find a partner. Hopefully Tim listens to this because he (laughs) was really asking about you. And I kept saying, Tim, you do not need a girlfriend right now. You need to get your shit together. Stay in your lane, Tim. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, big thanks to you, Tasha. Thank you for allowing me to have a voice. Mm. Thank you for seeing what you see in me and allowing me to share on your podcast. Absolutely. I'm so excited. We love this stuff. So we could talk about so many things. Well, the whole point of your podcast is to have a good conversation. Yeah. And... And just make an impact. And at least if I've always said, if I can help one person out there, it's like a ripple effect. You know, you help one person and that spreads that way and this way. And, you know, so that's why I do. I want to just bring in several different people, several different topics. And it is going to be random. But as long as we can reach people and touch people in the way they need, then then my heart's happy for sure. Absolutely. Fills my heart up to the brim. <laughs> to the brim, baby. And... For anyone who's going through a hard time in the relationship, a rough patch, a speed bump, a break, whatever you want to define it as. You got this. (laughs) You need to see the whole picture. Don't give up or learn to move on. You have to take it with a grain of salt sometimes. You can't always think that it's... The other person. Just focus on yourself. Just direct the energy tor- back towards yourself. Remember, a lot of the issues start with the the person in the mirror. So usually when someone else is seeing something, you know, learn to talk about it. Remember, your partner has got to be your best friend first. Yeah. Don't think automatically as your sensual, playful you know very intimate partner or just based off intimacy or just your wife or the the woman who takes care of the kids and cooks and cleans no remember that's got to be your best friend your partner through the thick and thin and you have to learn how to listen and how to communicate if there's anything that i want people to learn from this is just how to just be people just how to operate And no, it's not a competition. You don't need to compete with your partner. Be on the same team. Hashtag Team Tosh. Team Tosh. I'm like, okay, it can't just be Team Tosh, though. It's like Team... Well, what's really cute, I do have to throw this in there. So I'm Tasha Joe, and Vito is actually Vito Joe. And everyone is like, oh my God, that is so cute. So it should be Team Joe, not Team... Tosh, but it's cute that you say Team Tosh. Well, we might be the, you know, mistaken for like... But you're always on Team Tosh. G.I. Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people hear Joe and they hear the Joes. They might get confused, so... Yeah. You know, it's our team. Yeah. I just think it's cute saying Team Tosh. Because Vito doesn't have an ego. That is one of the biggest things that... One of the main things why... Another podcast. (laughs) Okay, yeah. But I just have to sum this up. Um, You know, like when things would come up, you aren't afraid of being 
or it's not like you're trying to prove that you're right or your ego is just always set aside. You're very mature in that way to where I can see your wheels spinning as I'm trying to like advise you on something. And then you're like, oh, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it takes a second. But then when it comes through, it's like you hear things and then you process them and then you apply them, you know? Right. And this might just be part one of the relationships because we didn't even touch base on egos, jealousy, and really good key topics. Oh, yeah. There's so many. Yeah, and we will have to. Being resentful and holding grudges. Yeah, there might be a part two. We might dabble back into relationships, but just know. I think there should. Let's title this one part one and then follow it up with a part two because there's still so many. And that's the thing, too. I want to be very vulnerable on here. And I want to talk about things that we've talked about, you know, that I've shared with you. And there's not everything, but yeah, like I, I am an open book. I have nothing to hide. Like I don't care what people think about me. At the end of the day, I sleep well at night because I feel good about who I am as a person. And I don't have any secrets. And I think that's the whole goal too, right? Is to get to a place where you just don't care what anybody else thinks about you. And here's the thing for all those listeners who are in the same position as Tosh, who might be able to relate. <laughs> you being so transparent helps them mm-hmm. in that ability. Tasha Joe is 100% authentic. Rewrite your story with Tasha Joe is 100% genuine. It is the definition of being unfiltered, talk about what you need to talk about, but hit people in their hearts. Mm-hmm. This isn't just something that we are, okay, the boss gave us a, a topic yeah, to talk about. Yeah, I'm not about. getting paid for this. <laughs> no, this yeah. is just... Because we enjoy it. Like, I love helping people. We want to change the world. Yeah, and the one, more people we can get on board. <laughs> one listener at a time. Mm-hmm. We just want to be in a better world. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right there. Just a better world, you know? And I think I brought that up on my last, or maybe it was a couple episodes ago. I'm not sure. But just I want to make an impact on a much larger scale and reach so many more people. So please share these episodes leave reviews we love hearing what you thought and ratings five stars is preferred (laughs) or be honest if you don't think it was then that's okay too like there is something for everybody but yeah thank you so much Vito for coming on thank you Tasha for allowing me to be on here again so blessed to have an amazing girlfriend an amazing partner an amazing best friend and, <laughs> and we get to share life together in these amazing podcasts. So stay tuned for part two coming soon. <laughs> Till next time. Thanks everybody for listening. See you soon. Bye.